beautiful star of Bethlehem, shining afar through shadows dim, giving a light to those who long and far, guiding the wise men on their way unto the place where Jesus lay. Beautiful star of
I've often thought about that night and wondered if they realized that star so bright. Joy is the theme of the week, and um, I want you to think a minute about some of the most joyful times in your life, okay? So kind of come, come to those moments in your mind, and what kind of things brought you to an experience of great joy? Now, it's just, it's like a Bible study here this morning. There's just a few people here this morning. So is it all right if we have interactive church? Is that okay with you? Huh? With some of you it is, and others say, I'm going to be quiet like I always am, and that's okay, that's all right. But I want to hear from you. What are some of the things that when you think about joy erupting in your experience, what were some of the things that brought you to such a joyful moment? And so just uh, one by one, who, who wants to offer something? Okay, all right, the birth of of her child, birth of her grandchild. Somebody else back here said birth of child. Who was that? All right, Jana. Can all of, those of us who have been blessed with children, that, that was one of those moments, right? Um, and I've shared before, but I, re, I remember Tommy was born in November in Nebraska uh, when I was in the Air Force, and Becky and I were in Nebraska by ourselves. I remember the day I came home at... at uh, uh, we were in Biloxi for training, and I came home with my orders for my first PCS, permanent change of station, and, and it was uh, off at Air Force Base, Omaha, Nebraska, and I was elated. And Becky's like, why in the world are you so happy about going to Nebraska? All of our people were on the East Coast, and we're going to Nebraska. I said, Beck, half of my class went to Guam. I was excited that we were staying in the continental United States. And so while we were out there, Tommy was born, and our, nobody was there with us. Our parents were going to come after the fact, and so nobody was there on the day of his birth from family. It was just me and Beck, and, and I had no idea that they were going to invite me into the delivery room because this was an Air Force hospital. But it was a civilian doctor who was doing the delivery, so he said, you're going in with us. And I, I kind of got pale there for a second, you know. And they put all that garb on me, and I go in. And I remember as I'm driving home, um, Becky was in labor through the night. He was born on Wednesday morning, about 8 o'clock in the morning. I've been up all night, uh, and I'm driving home uh, to, to an empty house, and I'm driving through the middle of snowy cornfields, and I roll down the window on my Delta 88 Oldsmobile, and I start shouting to the cornfields, I've got a boy. And it was truly, the, of all the joy that I had experienced, 
it was the most joyful moment that I had experienced in my life. And so there is something very profound about the birth of children that represents the miracle of God being unveiled in our experience. And then for those of you who are grandparents, how many grandparents here this morning? Just lift your hand up. Did you ever believe that you could enjoy a birth um, profoundly, maybe even a little bit, bit beyond, kids, I'm sorry, a little bit beyond the birth of your children? Uh, and I, rem oh, I, I remember Macy was the first, but every one of them have been amazing moments in our, in our lives to welcome those children and to have them to be the people that they are in our experience. I, there, there is something about a grandkid. Can I get an amen from grandparents? There's just something about a grandkid. Emma spent the night with us Friday night. There's something about it when they come home to be with you and you just get to love them and be with them. Uh, it's a powerful, powerful thing. Uh, there are all kinds of joyful moments. What other joyful moments? Uh, uh, there's, there, there's a little bit, it's a different joy, but doesn't it feel good when you pay a bill off? Doesn't that feel good? Um, we're about, we're about, we're less than three years from have, Lord willing, Lord willing, we're about three years from having a Sunday morning service where we're going to come right here to this table and we're going to burn a mortgage. Yeah. Which, which means that, that we, after, after 20 years of, of paying on what God has blessed us with, we are going to be that there's going to come a month when we don't have to send in that $20,000 payment on the building. And that's going to be an incredible moment. There's something very joyful about that. I, I, you know, uh, and I knew some of y'all won't believe this because I'm a car guy. It hasn't happened very many times, but there's been a few times when I've actually paid a car off <laughs> before I traded. Uh, but but there's, there's something about, there's something about those, those moments when you get your first home. Isn't that an incredible moment when you're signing all that paperwork and you're thinking, oh, Lord, what am I doing? But then when you get home and, and you realize now this, God has blessed me with this dwelling place. And, and it's something exciting about get, having your own home and, and, and moving through those, those uh, different experiences. But joy is, a, is an important element in all of our lives. Um, I'm going to be challenging you the first Sunday of January, so get ready to choose your, year, your word for the year. And I remember a couple of years ago, joy was Becky's word. And she just, she felt led of the Lord. That was going to be her, her, um, her word for the year. And again and again, God called her back to the joy that he was pouring out in her life as she made that a matter of focus. Um, and I can tell you that when it comes to our lives, um, the disposition we have many times toward life has a whole lot to do with the attitudes that we embrace for ourselves. And if you just decide life's miserable, then you're going to be miserable. Amen? If you, if you just decide all is hopeless, then you're just going to be that, that person who is always seeing the negative and what's happening around you. But there's something about adopting those, those positive qualities, joy, love, hope, faith. There's something about embracing those that becomes life-changing in all of our experience. And this morning, I want you to think with me about the joy that happened 
when Jesus was born. And I want to read a couple of passages to you and then make, an, make commentary on, on how this joy is, is important in our lives. The first verse I want to read for you is just one verse out of the Luke 2 passage. Um, it's, it's a favorite passage when it comes to the, the Christmas story, Luke 2, verses 1 through 20 in particular. But I want to pull out verse 10. It says, The angels said to them, said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. It is a wonderful thing when there is something good that has happened in the experience of a person that radically changes everything about their lives. Um, it's not very often that there's something that happens that is universal in bestowing joy in the lives of people, but here is a universal bestowment of joy on all of creation with the birth of Jesus. And the angel wanted the shepherds to know that this child who has been born is going to change everything everything, not, not just church life, but everything about life, and not just for the religious, and not just for the Jews, but for all people who have ever breathed a breath of life, this baby is going to change everything, and that is a cause for great joy. Uh, it is amazing the difference that God makes in our lives. And all we have to do is go back to a time before Jesus was the Savior and the Lord of our lives, and we are called to remembrance of how different, how dark, how hopeless life was before Jesus was born in our experience. Now, he was born in Bethlehem generations ago, but the truth is, he in recent days, so to speak. I mean, let's face it. I, I've been a Christian for 52 years, but you put 52 years alongside 2,000 years or 4,000 years, and it, it's, just a, it's just a moment. And so in recent times, Jesus has been born in our experience. Um, when Macy was born, my, our first granddaughter, y'all, I, I was crazy about telling people about Macy's arrival. And um, it, I don't know, it was before I had pictures in, in the phone. I, I, maybe I even had a flip phone back then. Imagine that. Some, pe some of the young folks don't even know what a flip phone is. And then if I say it was back before the phone hung on the kitchen wall, do what? You hung a phone on the kitchen wall with a 25-foot cord so you could go into the den and sit in your chair and talk on the phone? Man, times have changed, but it was before I had pictures on the phone. And so they gave me a wallet of Macy. And a wallet, you know, that pull out the wallet and show up, that was not enough. So I made a color 8 by 10 photo of, uh, on, on just white paper of Macy and folded it up and put it in my wallet. And I remember one morning I went to Toomey to see somebody who was going for surgery. And those of you who uh, have connection with Toomey, Diane at Outpatient Surgery, remember Diane? And I, I went up to the desk and she knew that we had gone for the arrival of our grandchild. And she asked me when I, when I came in that first time after Macy's birth, well, how are things going? I said, I got to show you something. And I pulled out my wallet. 
And I started unfolding this piece of paper. And I said, I want you to look at that. I had an 8 by 10 of Macy right there for her to see. And one day we're at Walmart and we're checking out groceries. And I, I don't know this lady who's checking out our groceries, but I had a baby who had changed my life. And I said, I want to show you something. And Becky's standing and she says, I cannot believe you. And I pulled out that, and I unfolded. I said, I want you to look at that. And she said, let me guess, it's your first grandchild. I said, you got it. I mean, it changed, it changed our lives. And Jesus is a baby who has changed everything forevermore for all of creation. Joy. The angel said, don't be afraid. There is a reason for you to have unbelievable joy and completeness in your life today because of what God has done. Now listen to Matthew. I'm going to read a few verses from Matthew 1. The angel comes to Joseph. Joseph has decided after he found out that Mary was expecting and they were betrothed to be married and not married. They had not known each other in the biblical sense. And Joseph thought, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to make a scene. I'm just going to kind of walk away from this relationship. Um, and then the angel of the Lord came to him, appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God has forever been with us in ways that go beyond what we've been able to observe. But there is something about being able to see God wearing skin that changes everything. I love to walk through the Gospels. I love to see Jesus interacting with people. I love to see him healing people, loving people, giving blind people their sight, allowing lame people to walk under their own power on their own legs again. I love to see Jesus set people free from traditions that have left them in their hopelessness. I think about the man at the pool of Bethesda, and, and he was just waiting for the opportunity to be the first one who slipped into the pool after the angel troubled the water. And Jesus walks up to him one morning and says, do you want to get well? And really what Jesus was asking him is, are you ready to let go of the traditions that you have held to that something new might happen into your experience, in, in your experience that will allow you to walk home today on your own two feet. In other words, you've been hoping for it to happen this way. It's going to happen a different way. Are you willing to let it happen a different way? Joseph had ideas about what married life would be like with Mary. It did not involve an immaculate conception or a virgin birth. It had never happened before. It's never happened since. Imagine being in his shoes, faced with the realities he was faced with. 
There's not a one of us who would not come to the same conclusion he did. I think I'll just slip away from this relationship. I think I'll just walk away from this. It's messy, and it's, it's already causing misunderstanding in the lives of family members who know what's happening. But then the angel came and said, what you have weighed and have judged to be an awful problem is the greatest thing that will ever happen in all of creation. And I'm giving you the opportunity to be in the middle of this story, in the middle of this redemptive drama. Don't be afraid. What has caused you to tremble with fear will one day allow you to explode with joy. In our fearful moments, God shows up. Emmanuel, God with us. He makes his presence known. He knows how to make his presence known because he knows us. He knows us completely. The psalmist says, you know me when I, you know when I rise, you know when I sit down, you know when I lay down, you know what I'm going to say before I speak a word, you know what I'm thinking before the thought manifest itself in my understanding. There's nowhere I can go, Lord, that you're not already there. God knows us. And so he knows how to be Emmanuel with us. For one person, it's this approach that God takes to to bring his light to shine in our experience. For another person, it's this other way that he comes into our awareness. And know this, when God shows up, when we're ready, he has something to say. He always has something to say. We're not always ready for what it is that he has to say. But God with us, in just the right moment, in just the right way, will speak his truth to our understanding in such a way that everything that was once turmoil suddenly begins to shift toward elation and gladness and joy. The scripture talks about, in the words of the prophet, that ashes become beauty. It's amazing what God does when he comes and he speaks his life and his love in our experience. Had a surprise this morning. Got a text from an old friend. Hey, going to be at church this morning. I was his pastor when he was a youngin' in Columbia. His family have has been longtime friends. When I got up this morning, I had no idea that Troy and his dear wife would be here this morning. I didn't know I'd get that text. I didn't know that I'd have the opportunity to give him a hug in the hallway and exchange a, a moment of friendship. Had no idea you'd be sitting right here this morning. And it brought joy. It was, a, it was an unexpected joy that 
that means something to me in this moment. And when God shows up, it's like that. I didn't know you'd be here this morning, Troy. I'm glad you are. I love you. Um, and then there's those times when I'm just kind of moving through the day. And God, like I was talking a couple of weeks ago about playing hide-and-seek with Rachel when she was little, when I knew she was getting exasperated because she couldn't find me, I'd stick my foot out the closet door so she could find me. And she would be so excited. There you are, Papa. I knew I'd find you. Just kind of moving through my day. You're moving through your day. And God, Emmanuel, Jesus, the Spirit, shows up in the room. Joy. Joy. Didn't know I was going to have that moment. Didn't know you would show up, Lord, at, at, at this very moment. Didn't know that, that, that I needed to hear just that. Didn't know that, that I needed that. Joy. His presence brings joy. And Christmas joy is the joy that we have when all of a sudden we notice Jesus is in the room. Now, an interesting sideline, and I'll bring this to a close. I was reminded this week in an Advent devotional that I'm, that I'm using by John Piper, I was reminded this week that when the angels said to the shepherds, you will find him swaddled in cloth and lying in a manger, that that was significant to them. So here's the rest of the story. The shepherds in the Judean hills were keeping watch over the very sheep from which lambs without blemish would be taken and used for sacrifice at the temple. This was a special flock of sheep. And so when they would pick out a lamb without blemish, they would wrap it in cloth. They would swaddle the lamb. Because when it got to the priest, it would have to be without scar, without mark, without flaw. And to avoid the possibility of maybe raking that sheep against a fence post or against the corner of a wall and putting a mark on it, they would, they would wrap it up in cloth. And they would carry that little lamb and deliver it to the place where it would be offered as a sacrifice for the sins of the people. When the angel of the Lord said to those shepherds, you will find him swaddled in cloth and lying in the manger, the Spirit brought to their understanding, this is not just a baby, this is the baby, the Lamb of God who is being swaddled as one who is without blemish and will be offered for the sins of mankind. And so, so can you imagine how as they received this message of this special child, the Messiah, 
that had been promised. When they received the message, after first being frightened, suddenly their fright turned to joy because God was bringing to pass that which had been promised for generations of time. What Isaiah had spoken of nearly 800 years prior to this moment, now it was coming to fulfillment, and they understood maybe what others might not understand in that moment because of their particular place in the story, if you will. And so again, just as the angel knew just what to say to those shepherds, God knows just what to say to us that will allow our heartache to be turned into joy. The angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And you will call him Emmanuel. Because, folks, in due time, in his time, when you're in his presence, there will always come that moment when you realize, wow, this is God. The Bible says no one says that Jesus is Lord except by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I, so I want you to know this morning that if you see Jesus for who he really is, it's because God stuck his out the door. And while you were looking for what might be, he showed you. If you see it, that's the biggest I love you you could ever receive from anyone in all of time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him might not perish but have everlasting life. Don't be afraid. Emmanuel has come. And it changes everything. Father, this morning, thank you for the many times that you have let us see you. Maybe we were looking somewhere else for something else. But you knew what we really needed was a God moment. And so you unveiled in our experience and in our understanding your very presence and it changed everything thank you for this baby Jesus who helped us to get beyond the rigors of religion to the glory of a loving relationship Thank you for saving us, for bringing us to yourself. And as we continue to move through this Advent season, we pray, Lord, that joy might overflow. 
as we consider what you have done to make yourself known in our experience. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and give our hearts to you all over again today. Amen. What hope we hold this starlit night A king is born in Bethlehem Our journey long we seek the light That leads to the hallowed manger ground What fear we felt in the silent age Four hundred years can he be found But broken by a baby's cry Rejoice in the hallowed manger ground Emmanuel, Emmanuel Hey!